Good evening, and greetings to you in the precious name of Jesus. My wife and I just want to simply thank you for your warm welcome that you're giving to us here in Idaho. Someone asked me before we came on Sunday morning, somebody asked me if I knew anybody here. I said, just a few people. Danny's and Owens and Chad's are the ones that we would have been familiar with. But you have made us feel at home, and uh, thank you for that. And we're also really blessed by the beautiful senior that you have here. It is incredibly nice. When we walked up to Enterprise there to rent a vehicle, I had booked a uh, mid-size vehicle, so I didn't know. I don't know what all that means, but I just figured we were going to get a car or something. And he looks at me. He says, "You've got an option." He said, uh, "You can either have a minivan or a pickup truck. What do you want?" Well, why would I want a minivan? Like, uh, <laughs> so I thought, well, we're going to Idaho, so we're going to want a pickup truck. And uh, they gave us this four-wheel drive pickup truck. Never rented a pickup truck before, but uh, got this four-wheel drive pickup. And I just feel like just heading out to those, to those mountains and seeing where we could, how, how we could put that thing to work. <laughs> but uh, I don't think we'll take the time to do that unless uh, something happens that uh, is out of the ordinary. But you have beautiful senior here. You really do, and I'm I just I'm amazed at that. We do a fair bit of traveling, and so like I told my wife when we were coming from uh, Spokane is where we flew into because we were heading back up to Bonners Ferry after the meetings to spend some time with Ben and Kayla Brubaker, and knowing them Ben for years. They were part of our he was a part of our congregation, so uh, flew into Spokane and then heading this way. Just the beautiful scenery. And I told Cheryl, I said, you know, just last week we were in Grenada visiting our son-in-law and daughter and grandson are in Grenada. And so we were there in Grenada, and it, that's just this little island where everybody's packed in, living beside each other, and people everywhere you turn. And and uh, then uh, you got the ocean to look at, and then you come here and you see this, and then we've got our scenery at home, and and I get to Guatemala, and we see the scenery there, and God has just created a beautiful world. And, uh, you know, to think, I'm really going off a bunny trail here, aren't I? So to think that someday this world will be dissolved, and I say, God, why do you, why do you destroy such beautiful creation? But you know what? He's going to dissolve this old world, and he's going to create a new world. And... I'm just looking forward to, if he's going to dissolve this world and give us a new heaven and a new earth, I really, really wonder what that's going to look like. I sure hope we have four-wheel drive pickup trucks to go check it out, right? <laughs> Turn with me to Exodus chapter 3. This evening we're going to look at the invitation that God has given us to take our shoes off. You ever hear that one before? God has given us the invitation to take our shoes off. And he brings that invitation to us where the rubber hits the road. Normal, everyday life. He just comes to you and say, Kevin, take your shoes off. This happened to Moses. Exodus chapter 3. It starts off in verse 1. It says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. 
just a normal everyday life, one that from my perspective sounds awful boring, but he was a shepherd and he had gotten up in the morning and just simply did what he was called to do. It was going to be another normal day. And then verse 2 just sets you up on your chair and say, whoa, something's going on here. And it says in verse 2, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh thither, Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moses, take your shoes off. You are standing on holy ground. Now it doesn't say, well let's read verse 6 yet. He says, moreover he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. It doesn't say whether, whether or not Moses obeyed God's instructions. But any time in scripture where someone did not obey God's instructions, there was negative consequences. And there are no negative consequences here. And so it's very, very evident that Moses listened to God and he took his shoes off. Turn with me now to... Joshua chapter 5. We have two men just going about their ordinary daily responsibilities facing a similar experience. Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 to 15. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, I don't know what all that means, but was he going shopping? Was he going to get some supplies? Was he going, what was he doing? But he was in Jericho. Got up in the morning and headed off to Jericho. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Who art thou? Unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth, and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy, holy ground. And Joshua did so. What is so significant about this? What, what is taking place here? Well, there's, there's two similarities here in the account with Moses and the account with Joshua is that they were standing on holy ground. Now, we all sing that song. We are standing on holy ground. And God's presence is all around. What does that mean? Does that mean that just this sanctuary here with its nice red carpet. You rolled out the red carpet for us when we came here. As soon as I walked in, I thought, wow, they're laying out the red carpet for us. Does that mean that 
like th- this is this is holy ground here uh, because we're in the presence of God here and we're in a sanctuary. And then just as soon as I walk out the doors here, then I'm no longer on holy ground. Or were you walking on holy ground throughout your entire day? When you got out of bed in the morning and you set your feet on the floor, you realized that I'm walking on holy ground. And then you walked throughout the day, everywhere you went today, whether it was shopping, whether it was going to work, or another job site, you're just walking on holy ground. Is that where it's at? I think we should consider it that way. As born again, children of God, we should recognize that everywhere that we're walking, we're walking on holy ground. Why? What's making this holy? It's because Moses was just going through his various, various responsibilities, normal, normal duties. But he had an encounter with God. And I believe that that encounter with God was not one of, of, uh, of resistance or conviction. It was simply God looked at Moses as a child of his, as a man of God, and says, I want to have an interaction with you. I want to discuss things with you. I want to talk with you. We want to have some interaction with each other. And I want you just to pause and you're standing on holy ground. And the same thing with Joshua. Joshua's just going through his normal day, and this man of God came up to him and says, let's just pause here for a little bit here, Joshua, and let's have some interaction with each other. Let's have some discussion here. You are standing on holy ground. And I believe that's where it is for us as Christians. Last evening I said that the Holy Spirit, I'm so grateful for the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we can just simply... We can look at an individual and we can pray for him and and we can encourage him. We can admonish him. We can be admonished and encouraged, but every one of us can walk away knowing that the Holy Spirit is working in your life and in my life and knows exactly what the details that are going on and we're in constant dialogue with the Holy Spirit. God is just simply talking to us throughout the day and we're standing on holy ground. And now he comes along and, and he says, you're standing on holy ground, Moses and Joshua, you're standing on holy ground Take your shoes off. What's the significance of taking your shoes off? Joshua was a soldier. He was a, a, he, he was a captain of the army. He led the children of Israel. He, he was a soldier. Moses was a shepherd, and I wouldn't be surprised. He was up in territory at places where there's thorns and thistles and, and you name it, sharp rocks. And he's saying, take my shoes off? Like, God, what are you asking? This is my, this is my protection. This is... This is my identity. I, I've got to, like I get up in the morning and I, I need my shoes on because I have no idea what I'm all going to be encountering. And so I've got to have my shoes on. And especially Joshua, if you're expecting me to go out and fight against the armies, I need my, my army boots on. Like you're asking me to take my shoes off. What's the significance of taking shoes off? What's the significance? Has God ever come to you and says, just take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground. And I just simply want to have some dialogue with you. We'd like to talk. Kevin, I just want to talk with you. Take your shoes off. What does that imply when you take your shoes off? I think it simply implies that when I take my shoes off, God, I, I don't know what the future has to hold for me. I'm, I'm not sure why. I don't, I don't know where this conversation is all going to go. But I, Lord, I'm always I'm, I'm seeking your direction for my life. And I don't know where you're all leading me. 
And God says, I understand that, Kevin. I understand you don't know what the future all has to hold. But I want you to know one thing, that I just simply want you to follow me. And I want you to go in the exact direction that I'm asking you to go, whatever terrain that I have in store for you ahead. I just simply want you to follow me. I want you to fulfill my will for your life. And in order for you to be able to be effective and be completely surrendered and broken, I need you to take your shoes off. I says, but God, I, I don't know what you have in store for me up there. I don't know what, what's all going to be taking place. What if the terrain gets really, really rough? What if the, st- the stones become really sharp? What if the weather conditions get extremely cold? What if... Or God, are you actually planning on just allowing me to walk across the freshly mowed lawn with dew on the grass? And that's in that like in that kind of environment, God, I think I can take my shoes off. But I don't know. And God is saying, just take your shoes off. And when Moses took his shoes off, and when Joshua took his shoes off, now God saw two men that were completely broken and surrendered. Now, if you continue on with Moses' encounter there with God, Moses had a resistance. There was a struggle that he was facing, but when it was all said and done, Moses said, Lord, I will follow you. I'll go back to the children of Israel, and I will become the leader for the children of Israel, because you've called me to that, but I need Aaron by my side to support me. And somehow God looked at that picture and seen Moses with his, with his um, apprehension of, of going and taking this worthy, this, this uh, tremendous call in his life. God looked at Moses and said, you know, and he, and he struggled to speak in public. That's what it really came down to it. And so Mo, God came along and says, Moses, I'm going to give you Aaron to be your spokesperson. But take your shoes off. And just simply be broken and surrendered and follow me wherever you where, wherever I call you to go, just follow me. Are you taking your shoes off? Have I taken my shoes off? See, maybe maybe I've just got sandals. And Lord, you know, you're asking me to take my sandals off, my flip-flops. You're asking me to take them off. Like, like I, I, All I'm doing is I'm just enjoying the pleasures of this world just for a season. Just like I, I'm young yet, and, and I, there, there's just so many things I'd love to be involved in, and I'd like to do yet before I have to take my sandals off. And surely, God, you can let me keep my sandals on because I just, I just want to have some fun for a while. And the sun is shining and everything's just beautiful. I'm, I'm at a youngest stage. Whatever stage I'm at, I'm healthy and, and I've got time in my hands. And I, I just, just let me keep my sandals on for a while. Because life is just so good. And, and you, want to, you want to start restricting me and you want to start showing me, like, God, I don't know what you have all in store. So ah, I'm just not ready to take my sandals off. And you say, well, no, I'm, I'm past that stage, but... But what about my, my dress shoes? 
see, God, I, I know there's some things in my life that I that I, I should be taking care of, and that I know I'm living a hypocritical life, but I, I really need my dress shoes. I gotta leave my dress shoes on because because I, I'm a part of the Council Valley Mennonite Church, and 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 I, I've got to make it look good. I know I've got this stuff going on in the background. I've got this stuff going on in my side life. Nobody knows what I'm. I'm this hypocrite, but God, if you ask me to take my dress shoes off, I'm going to have to expose other things to, to the congregation that, that this is where I'm at in my life, and I'm just not quite ready to do that. Please let me keep my dress shoes on. Or maybe it's running shoes that you've got on, that I've got on. I've got problems in my life, and all I'm trying to do is just keep running away from them. I've got this going on, I've got that going on, and, and, and God, I've been, I've been pretty good at just simply running away from my problems. And if you ask me to take my running shoes off, that means I'm going to have to own up to my problems. And no, I, I'm not ready to take my, my running shoes off. Or maybe it's your work shoes. Maybe it's our work shoes that are, that are standing in the way. If I just simply work hard enough, if I put enough energy into putting on a good front, then I'll be able to just bury all my problems that I'm dealing with. And, and God, I just want to keep my work shoes on. Work is where I find fulfillment. And work is where I, I'm just going to keep pouring myself into, into what I find fulfillment in. And, and if, you take, if you ask me to take my work shoes off, God, I, I, I'm going to lose my identity. It's who I am. It's where I, I, I build my career and I build my life around my, my work. And it's it just, God, I'm not willing to take my work shoes off. And I'm not going to do that. And you see, it just keeps getting progressing. I lived in the logging industry when I was in northern Ontario and there's these logging shoes they're just a little bit of a heavier boot yet than what uh, normal work shoes are so maybe it's maybe it's logging boots on and and I, I just I'm going to pour more energy into whatever I'm doing and I, I just I've got thicker skin and and uh, I'm, I'm just this this much of a tougher individual and and Lord you're not going to ask me to take my logging shoes off because Again, it's my identity, and it's, it makes me manly, and it's, it makes me, it's who I, I just, I've got authority, and I can carry weight with it. I'm not going to, no, I don't want to take off my logging shoes. Maybe it's mining shoes that we have on, and, and uh, we're, we're digging holes to bury things in and, and cover things up, and we got to need our mining shoes on to, to be able to continue just to hide things in our lives, and We've got to keep digging these holes, and, and so I, I need my mining boots on. Or maybe it's my army boots. And I've got, I've, I, I'm fighting, I'm fighting for my life now. Like every, I, I'm just that, like it's the only way I can survive God is by just fighting my way through my situations that I'm finding myself in. And God is coming along and says, I don't care what kind of shoes you've got on. Anywhere from sandals all the way to army boots. The whole 
quantum in between there. I don't care what it is. God comes along and just says, take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. So I asked the question, to start off with us as men, this is where I can relate. Men, where are we at? Do we have our shoes on? And God is coming to us and saying, Kevin, just take your shoes off. What, what is our identity? What are we using to try to protect ourselves? Where are we finding ourselves in life? I'm just going to have to, I'm going to be open with you. I, I'm, a, I, I'm a type of person that likes to see things happening. And I just, yeah, that's where I'm at. I love, I love action. I, like, I love building things. I like making things happen. Can you call me a driven person? I'm not too sure what you can all call me. And so I, I like when things get accomplished at the end of a day. And we can come along and say, yeah, this is what happened and this is what we got accomplished. And, and that's where I can pour myself into that to the point where it becomes my identity. And God comes along and says, Kevin, just take your shoes off. And just simply realize that life isn't about yourself. It's not about you at all. It's about following God and serving Him wherever He calls us to go. Nothing wrong with building things, but it needs to simply be for God's kingdom and solely for Him and not for us at all. We can end up having a competitive spirit amongst ourselves. We can end up coming along and comparing ourselves with each other. And, and I can look at that brother across the, 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 the church um, pews and just Look at him and say, like, God, why are, you, why are you giving him all the blessings in life? And why does everything seem to be going so well for him? And, and you're putting me through these, this tough situation that I'm encountering right now. And, and God, wh- why are you allowing this to happen? And we start looking at, at God and saying, like, like, God, you're not being fair. And, and what's going on here? And, and we start blaming God for the situations that we're finding in. And God is just coming along and says, Kevin, just take your shoes off. I've got a plan and a purpose for your life. And I just simply want you to walk the path that I, I'm taking you down. And I'm going to allow you to at times go through some very thorny and, and uh, stony and difficult places. Because I'm simply trying you and I want to mold you into my likeness. And I need your, you to take your shoes off because I'm going to be there to take you through this situation in life. You need to take your shoes off. But we want to come along and say, no, I need my shoes on because I'm facing difficult times and I'm going to go through this on my own. And God, I can do this myself. And, and uh, if I just work harder, if I just put more energy into this thing, and if I just put in longer hours, just whatever it is, I can get through this. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong person. I can... God says, no, 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 take your shoes off. Just take your shoes off. And completely be broken before me. And I'll take you through these difficult situations in life. Sisters, where's it at for you? I can't relate as closely. But I've walked along my, beside my wife and my daughters. And, 
and you have your own set of uh, perspectives on how you look at things in life. We, we as men, we're very factual, and when we have a problem, we just say we're going to figure that's how we we're going to figure out we're going to figure out how to get through there. We just got to like kick those sandals off and let's get our work shoes on. If our work shoes don't work, let's get our logging boots on. If that doesn't work, let's get our army boots on, and we'll just figure it out. And we're ladies get more emotional about some things, and but then they can maybe get caught up more on feelings and um, relationship struggles and and uh, maybe there's someone in your life that's just simply rubbing you the wrong way and you're having a difficult time working through this and you just simply want this thing to get fixed and if that other person would only start cooperating and or maybe the school teacher isn't handling your children properly and and you've been working on your school teacher for the last uh, two or three, four months and, and just taking him or her through the gears, whatever, whoever it is in your school. And see, the reason I can talk like this, and maybe this doesn't happen here in Idaho, but uh, in Canada it happens. Uh, I have two daughter-in-laws that were school teachers, and they can tell me stories about phone calls that they'd get from mothers that uh, could just take them through the gears because they weren't handling their dear little children quite well enough in, in school. And, and, uh, and say, come on, just, you know... Let's work through this thing, but don't, don't throw me under the bus because of this situation. And, and God is coming along and saying, sisters, just take your shoes off. Like, just surrender this whole thing to me, and I'll simply work through the situation. Or young people, where are you finding yourself? Have you taken your shoes off? See, we've... Us older ones, uh, we're no longer in your category, but we've been there. We know what it's like. And uh, there's a lot of peer pressure. There's a lot of uh, ambitions that you have, desires that you have to keep moving forward in your life and, uh, and accomplishing things. You have a right to dream. And I just, if, if I'm going to look, I'm looking more at you young guys right now, but when you come to me and start saying, Kevin, I have a dream, you just... You, you, you'll just get me. There's just going to be an energy that comes out in me. If you say, Kevin, I've got a dream. I'd love to. Oh, I'm all ears. Um, I, I love when people come to me and say, I'm dreaming about something. And, uh, and, and I just come along. I, I'll, I'll feed that, that flame. If, 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 you've got, if it's channeled in the right direction, I'll, I'll feed it for you. I, I really will. But you can take these ambitions that you have and you can simply come, become so self-centered in them. And saying, I want to, and this is what my dream is. And it, it becomes a, a, a identity thing. If, if I would accomplish this, just imagine what the community would think if I would be able to pull this off. Or imagine what my peers would think if I could pull this off. Or if I could just start, and, and the list can go on and on. And whereabouts are you at in your own life? What about uh, relationships that you have? Um, what about the... Various different things that, that the temptations that are out there for you that you can get involved in. I'm fully aware that that this whole social media thing affects. It's basically at the point where it affects all of us now. Ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, there was there was adults within the congregation that they just glazed over when you talked about social media. Uh, there's not many of those left anymore. Um, there's a I still remember when I got my first cell phone. Um, I was 
30 years old, something like that, maybe not, 20, in my late 20s, early 30s, when I got my first cell phone, you are growing up with it. Like, you just don't know anything different anymore. You just, your parents gave you a cell phone when they decided you need one, and uh, you grew up with it. But, uh, so we all had this temptation, but, uh, you know, your, your, your social media and whatever you're involved in can be a, become a trap for every one of us, right across the, the, the audience here this evening. And where's that taking us? How, is it, how are we handling that? Are we simply willing to take our shoes off and completely surrender the whole thing to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? And so the challenge that is just simply leave with every one of us. We're standing on holy ground, brethren and sisters. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and just simply saying, take your shoes off. And it's not easy. I'm not too sure how easy it was for Moses to stand there. And you say, ah, probably for Moses it was, it was significant. Because wow, when you encounter God in that kind of a way, you're going to take your shoes off. And you come along and say for Joshua, yeah, it was probably fairly easy for Joshua. Because when you encounter a man like that in that kind of a way, that was probably pretty easy for them to take their shoes off. Was it? You read the rest of the account there in Exodus with, with, with Moses. There was a real wrestling going on. God came and explained it quite clearly to Moses. What his plan was for his life. And Moses struggled with it. Really struggled. Because this was going to be a life-altering change for him to take this course. It was going to change his life completely. See, he was just he was his shepherd, just tending to his sheep. And I imagine Moses was enjoying his job. I don't think it was it was a um, a drudgery for him. And to move from tending sheep to leading millions of people through the desert and everything like he I don't know what all went through his mind. But he bent over and he took his shoes off. With Joshua. Ah, Joshua was running a fairly significant life by then. See, he had, Moses passed the baton on to Joshua, and Joshua had gone through quite a number of victories already. And he was, he was a well-recognized man in the community. I would venture to say you talk to many of the neighboring communities, they said, you, you ever hear about Joshua? Joshua, he's that man of God that, when they fight armies, they win the wars. And you just simply, you need to respect that man. And uh, yeah, we all know about Joshua. And Joshua comes along and says, God, I, I need to take my shoes off? Like, I'm Joshua. I'm not too sure how easy it was for Joshua to bend over and take his shoes off. But he did it. Why? Because he was in communion with God. And I believe Joshua was, was walking with God and, and uh, serving him. But there was probably some rough edges on Joshua that needed to be taken care of. And Joshua was willing to take his shoes off. And I just simply asked the question for every one of us. When God comes along and says, take your shoes off, are we willing to whatever it is, Whatever it is that's standing in, our, in, in between us and simply following God's plan for our lives. 
See, we come, become completely vulnerable when we take our shoes off. Right? If Danny and I walked outside right now, and Danny would look at me and says, Kevin, take your shoes off. I'd say, ah, I don't know about this, Danny. We're in Idaho, and I look at the scenery out there, and I say, boy, we don't have to go very far at all before I'm going to wish I had my shoes on. I don't like what I see out here. Danny says, Kevin, take your shoes off. (laughs) Ah, I don't know if I want to do this. And that's how it is with God. God comes along and says, take your shoes off. Just simply take them off. But God, when I look at the terrain, when I look at what all that's happening out there, like I'm, I'm seeing so many, so many things going on in life right now. There's a family in Saskatchewan. The parents went on a on a trip and left their three children with their grandparents. And one, while the parents were gone, their house went, was started on fire. And the grandparents and the three boys perished in the fire. We hear people having financial setbacks. I don't know if you heard about the story or the, 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 uh, the uh, in effort of Pennsylvania. Martin's Country Market went up in flames completely destroyed that store. They're going to be set back for, it's going to take at least a year for them to pull that back all together again. And there's a family in our congregation, they lost their daughter to cancer at the age of 20 years of age. And God, all these things are going on around about about me and and you're asking me to, to take my shoes off and just simply... Surrender myself to whatever you have in store for my life? No, God. It is, it, it, when I look at the terrain out there, i got to keep my shoes on because I, I, there, there's no way I'm going to be able to pull through all this and i, I got to be able to get up in the morning and, and navigate my way through this kind of a thing. God comes along and says, no, no, no. Just take your shoes off. And let me lead you. Doesn't matter what the train's like, I'm going to be there for you. Yes, it's going to be difficult at times. At times, you're actually going to see your feet are going to be bleeding. They're going to be bleeding because the, the train is rough. And there's going to be times when I'm going to take you through peaceful meadows. The grass is going to be nice and green. It's been freshly cut. Dew on the grass. The sun's going to be shining. And you're, I'm going to take you through times like that as well but you're just going to have to be completely broken to whatever I have in store for you. And so this evening, I just simply want to leave the challenge to each and every one of us. We're standing on holy ground. Throughout the day, we were walking on holy ground. I know we take it for granted. We come along and just say, well, it's just I'm a born-again Christian and I'm just doing what I, I normally do and... Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm a child of God, and I'm just, this is just another normal day. Yes, it's a normal day, just like Joshua and Moses. It was just another normal day. 
But they had an encounter with God, and God says, take your shoes off. And that's where it's at for us. As we go throughout our day, God is just saying, take your shoes off. That's why Paul comes along and says the call was placed in his life to die daily, completely broken before God, and just surrendered. And so this evening, I'm not too sure exactly how to close the service. I don't know what all has gone through your mind. But I just simply like to, at this point, just let's just all just bow our heads before God. And let's just allow him to speak to us. As I shared, he knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly where I'm at. And let's just lay it out before the Lord and just say, Lord, I'm not sure if I ever heard it this way before, that you've actually asked me to take my shoes off. I've wanted to be broken before you all my life. And tonight again, the call has been placed on me to take my shoes off. And I just simply want to take my shoes off. And Lord, whatever you have in store for me in my life ahead of me, I just give it to you. Rough terrains, smooth terrains, whatever it is, I give it to you. Tomorrow we have no idea what God has in store for us. But we're going to give it completely over to you. So let's just bow our heads and let's just simply leave it before the Lord and talk to him for a minute or two. Let's pray.